Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us here to give us his insight to the controversy that Major League Baseball is dealing with the signs-stealing scandal in both Houston and Boston is a former Major League General Manager. He uh, ran the Mets for years. He's turned into a great uh, MLB talk show host. He does it for Sirius XM's MLB Network and the leadoff spot, his show, early in the mornings. Mr. Steve Phillips joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, how'd the last week go for you there, Mr. Phillips? Yeah, yeah. Well, somewhat repetitive. Uh, it, it just changed teams throughout the course of the week from Houston to Boston to New York. Uh, but obviously uh, uh, a big story in the game, no question about it, and, and one that I think will have some historical perspective that in the future we'll look back on you know, this sort of scandal uh, and, and what took place with it. And obviously – uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of debate about uh, a number of things, but I think the one thing that seems clear to me that I think Rob Manfred, uh, it was his defining moment. I think he came out bold and strong, and, and I think that, you know, when you look at deterrence, you look at discipline, right? You want it to have two things. One, it's got to be punitive that it hurts, and I think that he's, he's done that, certainly with the Astros, with the fine, with the draft picks, and then, you know, suspending a manager and general manager for a year for an organization is pretty significant, and, and I think any other general manager or manager out there now will look at that and say, yeah, over my dead body, you guys are going to do this because I'm not going to let it cost me my job. So, uh, uh, so I think that, you know, listen, it was, a, it was a pretty provocative week, no question about it. I agree with you. I think uh, that Manfred has handled it as best as he possibly can once it became as full-blown as it did. And I'm not going to point the finger at Manfred, but just baseball in general. And uh, the commissioner has a lot of people that work for him and under him and with him. There were whispers about this for a pretty good while before it became full-blown when Mike Fires decided to go uh, full-on whistleblower. Did Major League Baseball just miss this? Was it a blind eye like Bud, Bud Sealy was accused of with steroids and the like? If this had been going on to, to, from 2017 on and we're not punishing people till the 2020 season, how did Major League Baseball not get onto this earlier? Yeah, so, so I think it's different than steroids in that uh, the union and drug testing, everything else, you know, it was protected and the union you know, didn't let Bud Selig sort of take action. This is a little bit different. And, and look, in September 15, 2017, Rob Manfred sent a memo out to every general manager, every manager, and said, listen, uh, after this Apple Watch situation with the Boston Red Sox, where they were uh, deciphering the, the catcher's code from the, the, the video room and then sending the message to the dugout on a trainer's or, or Apple Watch and then signaling out to the runner at second base the code for the pitches, uh, you know, he put a stop to it. And he said, if anybody else does this, I'm telling you now, from this point forward, almost like you're disciplining your kids. Okay, now this time I really mean it. So if you do it again, you're going to be in trouble. And, and so, you know, and, and he only knows what he knows. And, and we've seen some changes uh, in the system to where they put the, the, all of the cameras on a delay in the stadium. No camera cannot be on a delay in the stadium uh, other than in the replay review room. Uh, and, again, which has been compromised. 
but uh, but what we've seen is organizations take some action. Uh, they did not, even though they were doing it when the ruling came out in September of 2017. Uh, the Astros didn't stop. They already had their system in place. They didn't stop doing it. They carried some part of it over into 2018. But, you know, you don't know it until somebody is, is makes it aware. And then I think, listen, he's, he's quickly investigated uh, and delivered the message. And uh, so I, I, give him a, I give him credit, not blame. And I think that, that he put everybody on warning in a way they've never been warned before. Because if we think that, that, that this sort of cheating just started in 2017, we're nuts, right? In 1951, uh, the shot heard around the world, we can later to find out Bobby Thompson knew that, you know, or you know, he claims he didn't know that pitch that he hit off Ralph Branca. But, but what we do know is the Giants had the signs, and they were using a system to flash lights to be able to relay it to the hitters. Now we see the Jack uh, uh, McDowell story about Tony La Russa. They look, my Mets teams, we put in video cameras, for training purposes, uh, but during a game that Ed Wade, the general manager for the Phillies, noticed the camera was turning toward third base, uh, the one that's on the screen behind home plate, and he kind of said, hey, do you know what's going on with that? I said, I don't, but let me make a phone call. Called down, video guy said, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby told us to just, you know, take a picture of the third base coach uh, to see him flashing signs. I go, yeah, that's a violation. We're not allowed to do that. He goes, oh, well, I didn't know. I said, yeah, stop. And, and I went back to Ed. I said, it's done. It stopped. But that's exactly what we're doing is trying to get to their base coach, and, and it will not happen again. And I went down after him. Bobby's like, I don't know. We, just, we had just put the cameras in. He's like, I didn't know that. And I said, yeah, we're not allowed to do that. And so we stopped. And I actually called the commissioner's office and told them about it and what we had done and told them I talked to Ed and we took care of it uh, just so they were on the alert. But that's in 97, 98. And so, you know, we're talking about if we think the only cheating between now and then was – what was taking place on, on, uh, in Houston, in, in Boston, were nuts. And so it was pervasive, and I think now we're trying to get a handle on it. Steve Phillips here with us on CBS Sports Radio, lending insight to the uh, scandal that Major League Baseball is dealing with. Sign stealing, Houston Astros have already lost their manager and general manager. The Boston Red Sox have lost their manager before a report on the Red Sox and there's alleged cheating that they did in 2018 when they won the World Series because their manager had done it before in Houston. Uh, It's going to get uglier. It's uh, just as this wound kind of scabs over, it's going to be ripped off again by the Red Sox. How quickly do you think MLB can get that report out, that investigation wrapped up? and let the Red Sox deal with anything more than they have to deal with with the already uh, new position that they're going to have to create for a new manager? Yeah, I, I think pretty quickly. I do. I think that there's enough uh, evidence, in, in, and uh, I think that the Red Sox mutually agreed with Alex Cora, not just for the the story uh, coming out of Houston uh, and that the Astros report, but also with the idea that, you know, they probably said, all right, what do we do here? Yeah, we can't do that either. And, and it became pretty clear that they, you know the Red Sox ownership knows what they did in Boston uh, in 2018. Now remember that the 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 arrogant part of the Boston story is re- they were the impetus to the September 15, 2017 memo about the Apple Watch, and so for for them to immediately go back in 2018 and do it again, uh, I think is is you know it sort of thumbs their nose at the commissioner. Uh, and the shame of it all is that Dave Dombrowski, who I think is arguably a Hall of Fame general manager who's not with the Red Sox anymore, was the GM in 2017 and the GM in 2018 when they won the World Series. And I suspect that even though he's not with them anymore, he probably gets a suspension, even though he's already made it clear he had no idea what they were doing uh, with the Apple Watch in 2017 and and has no idea what they were doing in 2018 
where they were sort of taking the replay review room, running the information to the dugout and relaying it out on the field. Uh, and so, you know, I think this is this is going to have some painful ramifications for sure. And I like Dave Dombrowski. I think he is a uh, borderline Hall of Fame manager and a, a good dude, too. But can he really claim ignorance for that? Yeah, I, I look, here's the thing. I didn't know that we were videotaping the third third base coach. Uh, and and uh, and so possible. So the, the, here's here's what I'll say is that I think it's. Uh, Dave Dombrowski's argument, I think, is a stronger one than Jeff Luno, because you know, with when I was general manager, when when there was any sort of a decision to buy equipment, buy the not bats and balls. I mean, I'd sign off on the bills for those, but or have an assistant do it. But the idea that we're going to put in an, a video editing system, but getting a camera and a monitor that runs between the clubhouse and the dugout. Uh, and, and I walk between the clubhouse and the dugout a lot to get out of the field for batting practice. All of a sudden, there's monitors there, and I don't ask the question what it's for, or after I see that the manager broke it twice, and I don't ask, well, what's going on? And, and there's somebody's asking, hey, can we do it? And somebody has to get it installed. And someone's calling engineering and, to get it uh, put in place. So, that, and, and you know, Jeff Luno said he didn't know, and that if he did, he would have stopped it. Uh, and, and I can only believe him, but I know that my experience would have put me walking by that monitor a few times, but I like would have asked what's going on. So, uh, so yeah, I think there are things that happen. I, one time I was much general manager. Uh, we had an, we had enhanced our international scouting, hired a new scout down in the Dominican Republic. He got over aggressive, signed a player early. Uh, as we were, we were getting a second team down there, so we were signing players all the time. So I'd get to, hey, we signed another six guys at $20,000 each. I'm like, okay. You know, I, I didn't get every detail of what it was. Uh, it turned out one of them we signed early before the appropriate date. When we turned in the contract, the Marlins had the player signed as well. Same guy. Hmm. And, uh, and, and the commissioner's office started digging into it, realized that both us and the Marlins had signed him early. And we both were penalized. He was put back out to free agency, uh, could not be signed by either of our teams. And uh, I know I personally got a $10,000 fine, and I thought, ah, I didn't know what we were doing, but it doesn't okay. matter. I'm supposed to know. And, and, and obviously had to take care of the fine. All right. Speaking of not knowing, uh, according to Brody Van Wagnon, he did not know that uh, the, the you-know-what was going to hit the fan with Carlos Beltran the way that it did. And that he said the conversations were not had about how Carlos was going to come out when this uh, report came out on his uh, compliance with what went down in Houston. Uh, I think that the Mets have mishandled this in several different ways, but every once in a while you can mishandle something and still end up in the right place, which is they needed to replace Carlos Beltran I didn't love the Beltran hire to begin with, so I think they actually could back into a pretty good result. How much egg is on the Mets' face right now? Well, you know, it's it's a shame, right? I mean, this is an Astros story that that the Mets get affected by for some reason, and you know, it's it's just it's unfortunate, and it you know it feels like this sort of thing happens with the Mets in New York a lot, where it just seems like they're always they always got some issue when. You know, it shouldn't be directly attached to him, and so it's it's a shame. Uh, you know, Carlos was was you know they didn't ask specifically, nor would they have anticipated. I don't think anybody else. Now they might. Every interview from this point forward might be, "Have you ever been involved directly in sign stealing?" Is probably a question now in an interview that never would have been considered before. That have you cheated in any way to be able to to, to help your team win? Uh, you know, those aren't really questions you ask in an interview. But I think they probably will be. And so, you know, it wasn't one they thought to ask on the front end. 
Uh, they knew that he was great at being able to pick up how a pitcher tips his pitches and that sort of thing. He's always been sort of renowned for that. Uh, and so they hire him on November 1st. The story comes out November 12th. And, and what happened was the Astros players and organization was able to contain, they were able to contain all of the people from their organization, but the former players were left out there. And the media got to Beltron that, you know, where he should have said, I'm not going to comment on that. That's an Astros uh, story. It's not a Mets story. Uh, and I'll let the Astros handle that. I'm not involved in it. And it would not have been a satisfying answer, but it would have been the right answer. Instead, he denied it, which sort of put him up against it, depending upon how the story came out. So, um, look, I thought there was still a narrow pathway where they could have kept him. Whether you like the, the hiring or not, just, you know, it's making a change now is very disruptive. I thought that if they had come out on the Tuesday after the Astros report, put him up there and said, listen, this is what I did. I was part of it because the report mentioned his name, but only it said Carlos Beltran and a group of players discussed ways to enhance the program. Didn't say he was a mastermind. Didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. So he could have come out and, and acknowledged his role, apologized for being scared of, of being caught when he lied about it, and, and said, you know, it's, it compromises my, my, uh, the way I want to live my life, and I'm, I'm you know, going to uh, apologize and make right moving forward with that. I thought they could have gotten by it. It was, look, you're, you're letting a guy go for something he did three years ago on another team uh, as a player, not as a manager. But, but ultimately, the longer it went, the more it seemed like they had to make the move they did. All right. The last thing, this is a stance that I've taken, and I'll lay it on you, and you tell me if I'm right on point, if I'm woefully wrong, or maybe I'm overstating it. Uh, while cheating is the worst thing you can do, and the Astros, I think, have been appropriately punished, and we'll see what the ramifications are. We could go 20 years with this with some of these players who may have their Hall of Fame status questioned when the time comes where they're eligible. So it's not going to be something we can answer today, tomorrow, or next week. It's going to go for a long time. But in addition to the cheating, I say shame on the Astros almost as much for stupidity as cheating, to think that no ex-player was ever going to get on what you were doing if you continued to do it after they left, specifically a pitcher who you're trying to beat with sign-stealing, and you're going to continue to do it in the same way you've done it. What the heck? Shame on you for just being, I don't know if it's being egotistical or just outrageous or just flat-out dumb, I can't believe that some people are questioning Mike Fires. His number one loyalty has to be to himself. And if they're trying to cheat on him by doing what they did when he was a member of the team, how does he not say something? I'm yeah. as annoyed at the Astros for their for their dopiness as they're cheating. Am I overstating it? No, but I think that I, – I, and I completely can respect and understand your position on it. I think that, that the reason I believed that – that here's the thing. I believe a lot more teams have cheated than the Houston Astros. And, and I think that what happens is players change teams all the time. They go to a new team. They may uh, tell their guys there, hey, by the way, be on the alert. This is what my former team does to try to get your pitches. But the reason I think people don't always call it out publicly is because the team they just joined may be cheating and doing much of the same thing, and they don't want to call out the other team they just want to be alerted to what they're doing because they don't want to call them out and then have somebody come after them. And so when the Mike Fire story broke, what my first inclination was the whole thing, the Oakland A's don't cheat. Because, he, you know, if, if, if they were, 
he would not have called out the Astros. He would have alerted his teammates. Uh, and, and so I kind of look at it and think this has gone on a lot. The reason we haven't heard it about it is because players change teams. They alert each other, but they don't call it out because a lot more teams than we think were probably doing it. Uh, and that's why I'm a little worried as to see how far the water is going to run downhill from Houston to Boston to where is the next dot going to be connected. Uh, and then the question is, is it after t- September 2017 or is it before that, and whether the commissioner will further investigate Steve, it's going to keep us talking for years to come. So that's a good thing. But, uh, yes, it can get a little monotonous. And you and I both love the game, too. And it's not great for the game. But at least it'll keep us busy. Uh, you no kept doubt. you kept us busy for the last 18 minutes with great insight. Thank you much, sir. Uh, hope to talk to you again soon, be it here or uh, where we, we may be broadcasting elsewhere. Terrific. Thanks, Jody Mac. Anytime. That- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.